This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, what I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. gentlemen welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime comics movies and games and welcome to a special edition of acmg presents talk time live the prime show we're covering as much as we could possibly cover during the last three days of san diego comic-con usually the three days because you know this is sunday after hall h and any event that happens in hall h like the marvel studios panel Everything else is just like, okay, we're just there just to be there and have fun and get all the things that we didn't get afterwards. You know, I, that's what happened both times when I went, you know, to, you know, went up there. It was like, all right, the main event is over. There are some things, some awesome things on Sunday. Don't get me to it. Don't get it twisted. There are some awesome things on Sunday, but everything kind of dilutes and dwindles down a bit. The hype dwindles down because, you know, the, the massive main event was... Hall, um, the Hall H events and when I say Hall H event I usually mean Marvel Studios announcing whatever the hell they're going to do well come to find out they did no different everything that we got to experience before the pandemic we really got to experience like San Diego Comic Con is back in full effect Marvel Studios is back in full effect even though they were still going prior to but they are fully Kevin Feige came back with a vengeance is as this San Diego Comic Con, like we got so much to talk about here. Before I even do that, let, let's let's talk about a little bit of real world stuff today. This is Sunday. This is the twenty fourth, and in Philadelphia, for those who are listening, 
who are from Philadelphia or any any part of this country in the East Coast mostly, please be safe because there is a an excessive heat warning. It's supposed to be 100 degrees today. The air quality is going to be bad. And forgive me in advance because I the air quality is affecting me in a certain way. So I'm trying not to call for lose my breath or whatever like that, but it's really that hot. Like I got the air conditioner in my place has been blasting nonstop in here and hopes that the, our whole entire building doesn't like really go, you know, down because I'm not the only one who probably did that, but I put it in like a energy saver, but I digress. Just be safe out there. I mean, like they're talking like this is brutal weather, like heat stroke type weather. So please be safe out there. Be careful, be safe. Don't, if you gotta be out there for too long, if you don't have to be out there for too long, don't stay in, don't overexert yourself, do too many things. Like, I'm, you know, I'm slightly healing up, resting from all the um, exercises I've been doing and trying to heal my neck from, yeah, still from that bike accident, that crash and burn that I did a while back, but just take it easy. Hopefully we'll get rain soon. Hopefully everything will start to cool down. Like, I'm not even riding my bike in this weather. It's just that bad. So, you know, just stay cool from there. But back to the San Diego Comic-Con news. So, <coughs> excuse me, see, told you. So, basically, it was so much information that I'm relying on good old IGN to look at the list of things and then also go over some things that I've, you know, researched and looked into and confirmed and got news from and got some feedback or whatever to, you know, for those who were there, um, of things that happened during this. So I will give partial commentary to certain aspects of it too. And take note, this will be a longer episode than normal. Like if you've listened to my shows before covering San Diego Comic-Con, there's so much news to talk about that you can't get it all. I mean, you, you I mean, like it's going to be longer than normal so like i i can't you know dumb it down to the normal hour so like that's a let's get to it man because i am looking forward to talk about this especially when we get to the marvel portion of it because oh my goodness i i will also talk about my predictions too i had predictions for this and um i was four out of five right i was definitely four out of five right man so let's get to it let's start we're gonna start all way some stuff i'm gonna skip within this list because it's just like oh it's not really that exciting. Um, but, you know, stuff like the Lego announces the new Avatar Lego set. One thing that makes San Diego Comic-Con so great is the exclusives. I'm looking to my right on my shelf. I got a bunch of exclusives that I had from San Diego Comic-Con for uh, 2014 and 2017. Um, it's like reasons why you people go out of their way to go out there and spend all this money to go out there because they give you your money's worth. Like on my right literally is a autograph signed uh, figure of Spider-Man from Scotty Young, one of my favorite artists. Not only did I get a chance to, um, you know, get that signed, I got to take a picture with him too. Like this, and trust me, this is before COVID. So like that picture is awesome. It, it, it you know, it was just one of the best things ever. So. I got a chance to, you know, get a picture with him, you know, without having a mask and all the stuff before that. Also got a Square Enix special edition Spider-Man figure that are here as well, an Iron Man figure from there. And all these are, you know, items that you don't, you can't get anywhere else. If you get it from anywhere else, it's probably eBay when people are auctioning it off because that's what people do during San Diego Comic-Con. You have 
Although I don't know if that is if they're changing that up there, if they change that up for this time. But one of the things that and we'll talk about this because it's on the list of IGN stuff. One of the biggest uh, showcases and displays in San Diego Comic-Con is the Hasbro Transformers booth. Um, a lot of Transformers fans out there like myself. And basically, there's always a pack line full of people. Some of those people buy multiple I, multiple versions of the same thing. Why? Because they live off of going online and selling these to the people who didn't make it to San Diego Comic-Con, but wanted to get those items. When I went to San Diego Comic-Con, the one thing I did hate was that everybody wanted me to go and get them, you know, certain. I'm like, I'm not there for that. OK, and you better pay me a lot of money to try to go to get in those lines to do it. It's not as they made it seem like from their perspective, it was easy of them to do so they could just while they're at home sitting around waiting, hoping that I would do it. I'm there who's supposed to be enjoying myself or covering the event, staying in line to make to assure that people are no i'm not playing messenger for anybody hello <laughs> okay so that's not what i'm there for i'm there to cover the event and everything going on i i got video footage of how crazy the the actual transformers booth is or you know i, th I believe it still is but the footage i got was from like 2014 2017 but it was crazy um but these items are just like one of a kind. You won't see them anywhere else. They are exclusively sold to, you know, San Diego Comic-Con. And that's what makes that that is one of the biggest things that makes that standing San Diego Comic-Con stand out from other cons is the exclusives that you get. Like, I don't even recall uh, New York Comic-Con even having exclusives. And I don't understand why other companies don't make deals like this. And I'm hoping Repop does it eventually because that type of thing makes the event that much more special. You know what I'm saying? It's like you could only get it here. You have to come here to get it. That makes all the sense in the world to do. It's just an awesome thing to do. And, and you come out with things that you will never see. I'll give you another. Excuse me. Bad air quality here. I'll give you another example. On my left is the Udon Entertainment Street Fighter Gold metal plated cards that are hanging in a frame in my wall. You can't get those anywhere else. I even got a silver one with T-Hawk in here too. Um, drawn by one of my former uh, panel guests, uh, Long Vo, the founder of Udon Entertainment. And man, I'm telling you, man, it's just stuff like this. If you're a real fan of all things, anime, comics, movies, and games, this is where you want to go. This is one of the places that you want to go. Like, Talk about bucket list places. San Diego Comic-Con for fans, San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con are a must for that. So, all right. One of the first trailers that we got to see that was released was the uh, our first look at Dungeons and Dragon, Honor Among Thieves. Excuse me for a sec. Uh, I got to get a little bit of chai tea in there. I didn't know this was coming out and this is awesome. Like I'm not a, I've said it before. I'm not a D&D player fan. Like I've played D&D once and maybe it's, I, I had the wrong DM that I was playing with. Um, it's playing Dungeons and Dragons may be similar to getting the right type of teacher or professor at, at, in school. If you get the right teacher, you can you'll be more engaged to learn a lot and you'll be more engaged in the subject that you're learning. 
Dungeons and Dragons is kind of the same thing. If you got a dungeon master that is engaging and fun, you may enjoy the experience and it is able in, in that dungeon master is able to help you understand what the hell you're going, what's going on in the game and how this works and how this die works and all this. Then I think the experience is a lot, could be a lot more fun. I've not had that experience yet. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. I opt out of playing Dungeons and Dragons pair. It just, I, I can't get into it. I recognize how awesome the game is. I used to watch the East Saturday morning uh, cartoon from back in the day, like everybody else did who grew up in my time and enjoyed it, but never got into it. Never got into it. But looking at this trailer starring Chris Pine and uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant of all people, um, you know, and Justice Smith, I am eagerly looking forward to this. Like I can watch Dungeons and Dragons. I'd rather watch it to some extent, maybe played a video game, but I, I, I'm just not a fan of the whole board game thing, but the movie looks awesome. The movie really looks cool. Um, looking forward to seeing that when that arrives, uh, didn't give a real date for that, I believe, but it, it is pretty much awesome. Um, if you guys noticed too, I didn't do any, uh, I didn't do a select start this week. Um, mostly because there was going to be so much covering the events here it was almost like i was there so it's like i had to just do a lot of research i had to figure out what i was going to do how i was going to design promos and everything and and um you know content but also um i do got two games that i've already played that i wanted to talk about but i just it just just wasn't enough time and everything and it, it was just there so um but thanks to san diego comic-con there were announcements made in video for certain video games um for instance teenage mutant ninja turtles the cowabunga collection that we were all waiting for we got a release date for it now um it is releasing in august and will include 13 classic teen, uh teenage mutant ninja turtle games um uh that is that we grew up with playing on the playstation oh, not on the playstation um the nintendo entertainment center the um game boy the genesis all of including the super ads if you guys remember um you know there was a fighting game tournament fighters that was on both the genesis and the super and the super nes but the super nes one was the far more superior version of that so we're getting both of those like i like the genesis version but it was it didn't you could tell the limitations of the genesis in comparison to uh, super nes super nes version was so much better than that we also get the uh game boy versions of the teenage mutant ninja turtles game we also get the nes version of the teenage mutant ninja turtles game the one that was very hard for everybody to beat only a few a small amount of people got to beat that game yeah that's coming that's all coming in august so i am looking very much forward to that august 30th is the actual date for that so stay tuned we got more uh, turtle stuff coming we talked about the transformers uh items that are sold the exclusives that are sold to san diego comic-con well we got new items that are being sold this year or have been sold already because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's sunday that those things are gone now but and okay i failed to mention this too about the process of getting these exclusives or at least the hasbro transformer exclusives what you had to what you got to do and i believe this process is still going 
But what you have to do in order to get any of these, you have to get in line to get in these like a day before the opening of this. If you want to get this, you got to get a ticket in order to do this, like just like Hall H where you got to stand in line for hours on end. The same rules apply for, you know, Transformers. You get a ticket that allows you to get access to the booth in order to buy things in that booth because you can't just walk up in there and get whatever you want or hope that you're getting anything. You got to really bust your ass. So there have been people that have uh, waken up four o'clock in the morning Pacific Standard Time to get in line in hopes that they could get a ticket to get access to this, to get in line and, and be able to buy whatever items that are available at the time. So this is a whole process this is like, this is what makes San Diego Comic-Con and New York Comic-Con to some extent. So different from every other co uh, convention out there is that it's so big. There are like hundreds of thousands of people coming from all over the world coming to this event and only a select amount of people are selected pending you're able to get badges for that day so or for the entire weekend for that matter so in, in san diego comic-con and new york comic-con are you know notorious for that you have to get access to get into these things so um which is why i'm very grateful that i've been able to do so with both of these in some form or fashion so <clears throat> these transformers figures are no joke because they're like usually like the most authentic exclusive um a form of detail that we've ever had like these aren't third parties these are the real thing and this one in particular is awesome they're getting they they have um this time around this is the what is this the optimus prime origins uh package <clears throat> which is part of their generations legacy series and you got what I believe is Optimus Prime as Orion Pax, which is what his original form was here. And you also got Alpha Trion in here as well. But now that's not all. You got Alpha Trion and Orion Pax. For those who don't know Transformers lore, Orion Pax is the original name and form of Optimus Prime. Before he became Optimus Prime, he was Orion Pax. And basically what happened was he got he was in an encounter with megatron and the decepticons and the decepticons you know tried to take him out and he vowed to you know fight back against the decepticons so alpha trion rebuilt orion pax to become optimus prime and he did so i believe i could be wrong and it's been a long time since i've seen these episodes but it could be from the power of vector sigma vector sigma which is what they're also selling in this package as well they actually have vector sigma with the key in here as well and you're able vector sigma is you could say it you could basically say he's god he is the program that created and gave life to all transformers so um which we learn later on is the actual quintessence who created vector sigma who ended up you know created so if that's the case, I guess Vector Sigma is a Jesus, a Jesus-like character. I, I don't know. I can't really explain. No, he's more God. But that, I guess that makes the Quintessons. I don't. We got it. That's a whole nother podcast to figure it out. But you get my drift. Vector Sigma is the vessel. Is the, is the actual item or computer that gives all Transformers life, and he was able to recreate right Orion Pax, turn him into Optimus Prime, 
which he became the leader of the Autobots and the possessor of the Matrix of leadership. So you get all of that in here, and it's pretty awesome. Um, just to be able to see Orion Pax in here and, and Alpha Trion, I don't think they transform. Whoa, no. Oh, my bad. No, Alpha Trion actually does transform into a ship, much like the um, like Scourge. Orion Pax turns into a. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Orion Pax turns into uh, a Cybertronian like truck. Um, they there's pictures that they show in here of them reenacting the actual scene where Orion Pax is almost shot dead by Megatron and he uh, he's held by Alpha Trion here. It's awesome. Very beautifully detailed items that you can only get there. It's only sixty nine ninety nine. It's it, it, for the pack of two. Guarantee you will see this on eBay for astronomical prices. I guarantee you, if you go on eBay right now and you look for this Octopus Prime Origins or Legacy uh, series, guarantee that thing's gonna they're gonna price that up for maybe two, three, four, thought you know five hundred dollars, which. All right, in some cases, I get it because, all right, you're going to get these items. You gotta go through hell to get these items. Now, I, I, will, no, I will not, you know, down them for this, I, any seller for this. You go in and get these items. You gotta wake up early in the morning to get these tickets to get these items. You gotta stay in line to get these items at San Diego Comic-Con. It's hot as hell, it's crowded as hell in San Diego Comic-Con. You manage to get, spot yourself with maybe three, four, of these figures in these packages and then you sell them on amazon like you're paying for labor and time so like in some cases people get mad that people are you know selling and hiking it up i can for this very situation i can understand because one it's hard to get into san diego comic-con everybody gets in there um it's random it's like random if you get you know badges to get in there two it is um very hard to get in those lines it's hard you know you got to go through you know jumps and leaps and bounds to get in the line of hopes to get a ticket so i i get it some of the prices are, are still till uh, a little bit too steep for my taste but i get it i totally understand it it's it's totally i get it so that is one of the biggest selling items they also do sell other transformer items too but this was the marquee sell for this year so moving on we get another te uh, teaser trailer for national treasure which is going to be on um i believe is going to be on disney plus um so we get a full teaser trailer i didn't see the trailer yet but never been a you know a fan of the uh you know national treasure movies i never went to go see him looks like it's going to be a new person i no um signs of nicholas cage i didn't again i didn't see if he was nicholas cage was going to appear in there um so I don't know. We'll see about that. The trailer I did see, or the first look that I get, see, we did see from Marvel. We finally get Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. We get a first look, a clip of the actual cartoon, what it looks like. Beautifully drawn, beautifully detailed. Looks exactly like the comics, and just come to life in animated form. Um, it's going to be a star-studded cast: Allison Brie, Andy Cohen, Jennifer Hudson. Uh, more. This, it looks so awesome. It looks so so great. Um, I know one of our ACMG members, Brennan, for like for the last few years that they've even mentioned uh, Moon Girl and Di Devil Dinosaur. 
they have been looking forward to. And remember, this is a Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is deeply invested into this project too. So expect to see him in here as well, but there's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Um, I believe this is get slated to come out in 2023. Uh, that's what I believe that they said is not coming out anytime soon, but they are working on it as we speak. Um, another video game, excuse me, had to get one in another. This is going to be a long episode folks. So virtually possibly no breaks, maybe we'll see, but another video game announcement here. We got another, um, announcement for Gotham Knights. We got to see what Batgirl has to offer here. I love the new look. I love the action that I see here. I'm so happy that this is still slated for October. <laughs> okay. Um, cause you remember October was supposed to be, you know, I pre, I believe I pre-ordered Forsaken or Forspoken and Gotham, which was supposed to come out back to back. And um, Forspoken strategically moved to January 2023. I'm not mad at it at all because after you figure out all the games that are coming out in October, you don't want to compete with that, especially if you're not guaranteed going to be the, um, you know, the, the best in show. And now it's not a knock off of first spoken, but so much out there, but, uh, Batgirl, you know, Arsenal, her moveset, everything looks dope. Um, I'm so looking forward to that. I can't wait till that comes in. Um, the Joker has been, uh, reported to not be in Gotham Knights. And if, if I believe this is based on the Arkham series anyway, he's dead. This is based on, if this is truly based on the Arkham Knight series, um, He's not, a, he shouldn't be if uh, the, uh, he shouldn't even be remotely cause he, he was killed in the second Arkham city and Arkham city, uh, game. So he really shouldn't be coming back. Um, and they deny whether Harley Quinn would be there as well. So we'll see, um, other news, and this is going to be interesting cause we're going to hear this name a few times during this, uh, podcast, William Shatner has been announced by Kevin Smith to appear in Masters of the Universe. He will be joined alongside Chris, uh, Mark Hamill, Chris Wood, Lena, uh, Headley, uh, Lena Headley, and a host of others. Uh, now I don't believe they mentioned who he was going to be, but we did see Hordak in the last season. So I'm wondering if he's going to play him. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. So I, 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 Love that idea. We're going to talk about William Shatner in about a bit because he uh, did. I believe during that time he did and said some things um, that a lot of people weren't happy with, and and when involving the uh, when involving the actual you know Star Trek series in the Star Wars series, believe it or not. Um, going on too. You remember they're actually not just one He Man show that airs that there's two one for adults one for kids the kids version he-man and the masters of the universe season three got a trailer too so that's coming back as well it looks really good like the animation looks even better than the first two seasons um i couldn't get down with it because it was you know after watching masters of the universe you know the the actual kevin smith series which in a lot of people's mind is the spot on version that we always wanted to see in terms of animation 
character design. This is exactly what we wanted to see out of this. This super this series has superseded the original series, but it's also a spiritual successor to that series as well. Um, but this one, a little bit too kitty for me, but I love the character design for this. Um, just looks pretty cool. I really, really do like it. But season three is coming and it's coming August 18th. So fans will get a chance to really check that out there. There was no date announced for uh, Revolution. Uh, so, but it is coming and they're looking to, um, you know, come back hard with it too. So, so let me look up some other things. Amazon Will of the War, Will of Time, renewed for third season. Um, what we what do we have here the new beavis and butthead uh they show clips of them re uh very reactions to uh bts and tiktok so remember when we talked about when i reviewed i gave my review of beavis and butthead you know do the universe they cleverly brought them to the current time they time traveled to 2022 and now they're stuck in 2022 somehow they were able to get their same the same house in texas that they lived in i so forgot that they lived in texas they don't come off as two people who live in texas um but they were able to get their somehow you know get their uh, house back and you know live in the same place so if any of you guys ever watched beavis and butthead back in the day when it originally aired and it was like one of the most popular things to watch the funniest things about beavis and butthead was them actually watching music videos from back in the day in MTV. MTV is virtually no longer. And in this place of the music videos, we're now looking, I guess they're looking at some videos, but also looking at TikTok videos as well, which I think is actually perfect because you get to see them make fun of actual TikTok videos and people doing like the craziest things and Beavis and Butter plays off it. So again, Shout out to Mike Judge, who actually was able to make this show relevant because at one point this show was so controversial that it's like, can this actually work in this in this actual time because of what they were doing and the things that they say and do, um, you know, kudos to Mike Judge. He made it for making it happen. I believe also during that panel, um, Mike Judge also you know, was asked was would King of the Hill actually make a comeback? Now, if you notice, King of the Hill has made a comeback into normal streaming and cable channels. We, you know, they're now airing on Cartoon Network and other channels a lot now, um, which kind of makes you want to think, is this making a comeback? Because all of a sudden there's a resurgence of, you know, uh, fandom for this, that series. And the series actually was pretty damn funny. You know, seeing another, you know, Southern, you know, town and, and, you know, Hank Hill and, you know, Hank Hill's, I don't want to call, he's not exactly a redneck per se, but he's just a wholesome dude that he's very conservative, but not in the way of today's conservative type of uh, ideology. He's not racist or any kind and not to say that every conservative is racist at all. No, they're actual conservatives that are you know, just want to be good and wholesome, I guess. And he's that dude, you know, some things he has to learn that, you know, that don't aren't, you know, in today's society that he can't, you know, his, some of his views are old fashioned, but not in a more, you know, 
malice type of way. And that's why I loved about the Hank Hill character. Um, he can, he, he will, he will be your neighbor, but he, he has his own set of rules and everything that he's faced down and everything. Some things, some of those rules just aren't, you know, you know, you look back now, it's like, it's not really best for the society that we live in. Um, but he did say that it's very good chance that, uh, the show can come back. And I think it's actually good that that show come back now, actually probably more than Beavis and Butthead, because like I said, Hank Hill's a conservative dude. We're living at a really interesting time. So like, where does his morals and values and ethics stand in some of these situations? Because things that happen today are way more, uh, you know, elaborate and extreme than it was back then when they first aired the show. So they, they have so much to, you know, so many great concepts to talk about on that show. So be very interesting there. So, all right. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is coming back in comic book form. They are doing a crossover again. This is the sequel. Um, you know what? I, I didn't realize, but the Power Rangers have crossed over with so many people. They crossed over with the Justice League. They crossed over what I believe um, is the Street Fighter crew. They actually did a video game as well that included the Street Fighter crew on there. Uh, so they did that. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just to name a few, and now they're doing it again. I actually, when I got this information, I ended up, you know, downloading the first one. The artwork looks sensational. I love the cover art by uh, Dan Mora. And I'm looking forward to, you know, reading the first sequel of theirs because the comic book versions of both of these guys, they're not as cheesy as what you saw in the cartoons or whatever like that. They're a little bit more uh, sophisticated a little bit more uh, somewhat uh, darker like the video the power the last power rangers video game the narrative to that is really really dark compared to what we see in the you know the cheesy uh super sentai episodes or whatnot so i was really uh amazed by that but i'm looking forward to this coming there's um no date for this uh reportedly on here but you know idw um and nickelodeon and hasbro are teamed up to do this again so this is gonna be it's gonna be awesome uh let me see spongebob squarepants universe which is getting a crossover <laughs> event uh this is gonna be interesting they're getting their own type of dr strange as multiverse according to itn here and called the title zone so I don't know if they're mixing up with different TV shows or whatnot, but that should be interesting and epic there. Uh, more national treasure news. DC has no plans to. Oh, yes. There were reports earlier, um, especially from Jim Lee. <laughs> and once you hear from Jim Lee, who is the chief creative officer of DC Comics, he's the main dude of DC Comics. He's what we used to call Jim Lee or Stanley or Joe Cusada, he is that to, you know, not only just the greatest comic book artist of all time, but he's now like the head of DC at this point. Um, he announced that Zack Snyder's version of DC is no longer. There are no plans to make any more Snyderverse movies. Um, unfortunate because I am sort of sort of a fan of Zack Snyder and his vision and his you know directorial style 
it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, but they're looking to go a different direction here. Even though like we have Shazam and all these other movies that are still, you know, connecting to the Snyderverse, it's it's weird. But he just decided that and it might be just a joint decision like Zack Snyder might not even want to do it anymore. Excuse me. He went through a lot. He went through an actual lot, um, you know, doing this. So I can I can totally understand him not you know, wanting to do this anymore as possible. We don't know what happened behind the scenes, but it is announced by Jim Lee that, you know, the Snyderverse will be no longer. I don't, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to, you know, capitalize on what they're doing now. Cause it looks like black Adam and Sh the new Shazam looks like it's going to be something very promising, you know, to, and it looks like, it, I mean, thanks to James Gunn, he also helped, you know, bring, more life into that universe as well with the suicide squad the his version of the suicide squad and peacemaker for god's sake so uh you know we'll see now that's over we're gonna go back to william shatner here because apparently this man went off during the kevin smith uh panel i believe and i believe he was asked a question that may have resulted to this but he went off on the idea of the current franchises of both Star Trek and Star Wars. Um, when he talked about Star Trek, he was saying the creator, Gene uh, Rottenberry, will be turning on his grave because of all the recent, you know, versions. Now, I wonder if that included Star um, Next Generation. He didn't say specifically, but he said the recent one. So I'm assuming that he meant, you know, the ones that are on Paramount Plus that has already come, um, including the animated series. I don't know if he was mentioning Picard or whatever. I don't know. It's really, I don't know, but it just, it, it, it took the, uh, internet off social media off really. I mean, doesn't take much to tick off social media. They, you know, anything can be ticked them off in this case, but this did not help this, uh, this fan the flames a lot. And then he went on to talk about star wars and he said f star wars and this was at oh, okay this apparently this was at the shatner panel so he had his own panel because he is um promoting his own documentary and i don't know if he did this just to spark you know that he could have this could be a, a publicity stunt by him saying this to get people to want to uh you know invest in his documentary which is crowdfunded so i don't know i i don't know i don't know like if you're gonna do that he, william shatner doesn't have to do that that's my thing he could have said he's trying to crowdfund his own um his own documentary and people would have brought into it i don't know if he really had to do that to, to do that but i mean you never know but he's he's in his 90s and sometimes i guess when you're old you have your ways i my goal as long as i am able to live if i reach any age of 80 or 90 my goal is to not be so close-minded i do not want to be close-minded i want to be like stan lee stan lee to the day he died that man actually 
was open-minded as he could possibly be whenever changes happened in the marvel comics universe or the marvel cinematic universe he had no issue with it even he even embraced peter and and mary jane separating you know he he backed he doubled down on that like with joe cusada like you know stories need to be told things need to be sometimes you need to change things up you know he he was all about that i like that mindset you know things do need to change sometimes sometimes what was there may not be now and you gotta go with the flow of evolution of revolution this is a guy who defend during the 60s he defended you know he stan lee jack kirby arguably uh, they advocated black lives matter before the term was ever made you know it, even if they did it the wrong way in some cases they it wasn't perfect but they were so for representation luke cage black panther created by them and they were able to do it like now granted people always you know talked about what was wrong with luke cage in a sense but their heart was in the right place they wanted to see some representation there it happened um and they were able to make change from it and they made luke cage into a much better more appropriate character black panther from the door was there they they made him better um you know they wanted representation they wanted to make change they wanted to explore every aspect of storytelling and stanley was about that so i didn't you know it, it it didn't really make a big deal that you know things change and i like that mindset i like that mindset better than william shatner's stubborn mindset right now it is what it is but we'll see how that goes from there going back to video game news we got announcements from warner brothers games about the multiverses melee uh fighter that they're coming out with this is basically their version of super smash brothers and which is going to include stars from different platforms that warner brothers own uh so it's bugs bunny facing off against of all people batman and superman and some of the justice league and other characters like rick and morty is going to be in there well they just announced that uh also along with rick sanchez it's going to be lebron james who's playing his version of the space jam character so he's in space jam uniform and uh he has a space jam gear and everything in there so i still don't know whether this game will be a free to play or not i know there's a beta test going on a closed beta test going on right now with the game not really interested in playing this or investing in this game i mean just based on the characters it is like there's a lot of melee fighters out there that are trying to compete with super smash brothers what makes super smash brothers so unique and awesome is not only because of the fun game uh play experience but you're celebrating the history in the of video games you're celebrating it's basically a celebration of video games itself and it is considered the hall of fame of video games if you're in super smash brothers you're considered one of the best in history and it speaks volumes that certain characters in that game are in there or even mentioned in there or even have some some relevance in there a reference in there if you will that's why it's amazing to see you know yacht club games have shovel knight 
somewhere in that game because that is an indie game. And for an indie game to make it into the upper echelon of Nintendo and being recognized by Nintendo to be among the giants such as Pac-Man and Sonic and, you know, Mario and even Sora, you know, is an area and Cloud Strife. And, you know, it really celebrates that when you start to make a melee game that tries to rival that it doesn't have the same significance. It's not to say that it's going to be a bad experience, but it's it just doesn't have the same flair and i you know when i watch multiverses any part of it i'm not really as excited or hyped for it as i would be super smash brothers because i know what the the, the significance of that game is for the gaming industry and whatnot but you know if there there's a demo to this i you know i would definitely try to get a demo i hope that they do a demo because i don't see myself actually investing in this game with the characters that they mentioned on here. I, I, I'm fans of a lot of the characters in the game, but I mean, just overall, I, I, I don't know. Is there going to be a story to this? Is, is it going to be, you know, I don't want to, this is one, of, I feel like this is one of those games that they're going to charge $49.99 or $59.99 for with a bundle pack or whatever, or a season pass. And it's not going to be anything else to it, but just you playing with these, playing as these characters. I need to have some, form of understanding of uh, you know what modes are going to be a part of this you know and if it's a free to play i'm really afraid of that i'm really not going to be buying in on this brahala is also a melee game first of all i i'm not a fan of brahala in any sense and i know they got a lot of cool you know characters in there that they crossed over with but i never liked the control scheme of it even though it's supposed to be melee based it doesn't it is no way near as balanced as it is on super smash brothers and for some reason maybe it is now i haven't played it in quite some time but just never been a fan of it so lord of the rings the rings of power trailer came out revealed the uh creation of a balrog i am not a fan of lord of the rings i have no idea what the hell that means let's just say that that trailer's out so there you go for lord of the rings fans um this one i am exclusive uh gremlins are, are coming like the uh the secrets of magua is going to be uh coming out soon zach uh galligan is going to be a part of this um randall park randall park is also going to be uh in there too they announced that he was going to be in there too so i'm looking forward to that as well in there uh we did get some disney news now i mean not some disney news some marvel news marvel did what marvel does and for those who've never been to San Diego Con, a Comic Con before, there are two different Marvel panels. Marvel usually have a Marvel animation panel, which is a whole separate panel from the Marvel Studios at Hall H. And they announce all the Marvel animated shows that are coming out. And that's what they did here. Only they dominated it Marvel Studios um, this time, which is abnormal. Normal, normally, it's just Marvel animation because there's a lot of shows based you know just based around the marvel comic universe that like avengers assemble or uh ultimate spider-man which are no way connected to that of marvel studios well this time these are story these are um actual shows that are going to be based around the marvel cinematic universe and they started with i am group and revealed that this trailer we knew that this was coming well now we got a release date for when this is coming and in a couple weeks, we'll, we'll see this. It's coming out August 10th, and it's going to be a 
bunch of short five minute um, short stories. Uh, and I see why, because if you see the trailer, they spent money on his CGI. They spent money on his animation. It is not cheap. So they're doing a bunch of five minute short animated uh, sh um, episodes showing Groot in his, in his own adventure here. Looks really cute. I can't wait. So in a few weeks, we'll be able to see it. Um, Marvel's What If season two has been announced and much to my joy, there's going to be a lot of episodes coming. Now, the episodes that were announced we're going to are going to be around nine episodes here. So let me see if I can get because I gathered some information online as to what this is going to involve here. And there were four episodes announced in the nine episode second season. And trust me, I, I posted a hell of a lot on the ACMG Facebook group the minute that I got information on things. So bear with me. I'm going to have to scroll down here and la, 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 la. I know you're here somewhere. There we go. All right. So announced at this panel was um, the they, they announced four different episodes of what it was going to be based on this time. One is going to be called a hella story. So it's going to cover hella, which means it's going to be reprised by it should be reprised by the actual actors of the story. Some actors did not reprise their role for it. Uh, Odin versus the Mandarin. That sounds epic as hell. OK, so I, I can't even fathom what that how that's going to be right there. Captain Carter makes a return. Um, Haley Atwell is going to make her return as Captain Carter again meeting winter soldier and tony on sakar with valkyrie and hawk that's going to be very interesting that was the only episodes that was revealed so far there are nine episodes i believe in uh, the second season so i'm um, looking forward to seeing what that is going to come down to also announced was spider more information on spider-man freshman year which will arrive on disney plus on 2024 and announced will be Charlie Cox's Daredevil. He will make an appearance in this in some form or fashion. Uh, we don't know how many episodes he will be appearing in, but we will see a crossover between Daredevil and uh, Spider-Man once again. And also, also announced, I will say that um, Spider-Man freshman year will also include Norman Osborn making his first appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, it has been said that this this actual series is connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they said that Norman Osborn was going to be the mentor of Peter Parker. People online, for some reason, were kind of confused because they know him to, you know, Tony Stark to be his mentor. OK, here's the thing. You can have more than one mentor. I don't understand where this idea that people cannot have more than one mentor in their life. That's that's preposterous. And we don't know what timeline this is covering, too. I'm hoping that this occurs after the events of Civil War, because you what you guys don't understand or don't remember, there are gaps in between Peter Parker's life that we didn't that we weren't privy to. One, when we first saw Peter Parker in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it was on Civil War. 
he was already establishing himself as Spider-Man, but he did not have the suit until Tony Stark gave that suit to him. Before that, he was just dressed up in whatever it is he could wear. And we got to see that part of him. So it could go to that part, which I'm hoping not, because that means we don't get to see the suit throughout the entire season. But after Civil War, there was a part of Spider-Man that we never got to see. Because when the rest of the Avengers was out doing their thing, Peter was supposed to be living a normal life and just taking care of whatever it was in the neighborhood or whatever is going on in his environment. But supposedly taking, you know, doing schoolwork and just living his normal life. So we may get that part, which is before, which is in between, which should be in between Civil War and Homecoming. So there's a time gap in between that so there's parts of that we might not have been able to see from that point on that's the part i'm looking forward to and hopefully we'll get to see that because if he's wearing the regular costume then yeah i can see where daredevil comes in and we're going to see daredevil a lot apparently like they fully are bringing daredevil back he's making a lot of appearances not only here but in other places as well so that is expected to come in 2024 and uh and I got a feeling Charlie Cox is not going to be the only guy that we see, but that's one of the main people that they announced. And that was just to say that like Charlie Cox is fully in the MCU. That wasn't just a one-time thing on, um, in the, uh, no way home, episode, you know, movie. He's the, he's literally officially in. So, uh, Lord of the rings, rings of power. There was some scenes that have been teased at San Diego comic-con as well. So people got a chance to see that. Yeah, I mentioned uh, Randall Park. That's going to be a cast in the uh, Gremlin sequel to Mogwai. I'm so, so glad that uh, Gremlins is coming back. This is going to be interesting. I, I Gremlins is awesome. Gremlins was an awesome series. And this is going to be on HBO Max. And Randall Park did a video talking about how he was casted in. I don't know. This was a continuation of the series i don't know how this which is going to cover but we'll see more times go by going back to the marvel animation news x-men 97 another series that everybody is anticipating they um announced that this will be premiere that this will premiere on the fall of 2023 those who were able to attend the marvel animation panel was able to see first looks up this is nothing what i loved about going to the marvel animation panel it's easier to get into the marvel animation panel than it is to get into hall h trust me the, the marvel anime first of all i should say that every panel room every hall room the san diego comic-con convention center is without a doubt the biggest convention center i have ever seen it is so big that it, it it's literally a metroplex like it, I literally think that the, the, the convention center can transform into a giant robot and, you know, defend us. But it's so huge that even the smallest convention halls is probably the normal size of everybody else's, you know, large halls in, in other cities. Like it is giant freaking enormous in some of these halls. So Marvel Animation Hall is always usually in a smaller hall but it's still big and there's still like it can hold still maybe like a few hundred people in these halls and it's always packed 
I always go to those ones because I always see every year I would go there to see the new animated you know shows that they would come out with, and you would see some of the stars there. Like I, I every year, every time I've gone, I've seen Fred Tattashore in those panels, which is great because I end up the irony or the you know the, how fate happened. I end up <laughs> of all people that I end up hosting a panel with here in Philadelphia. It was Fred Tattashore. So, I mean, that was awesome. It was absolutely awesome as hell. And um, I enjoyed them immensely. So, X-Men 97, they uh, not only announced the release date or the premiere date, they also showed actual, you know, showed what it was going to look like, including Magneto, who appeared in a whole new different costume, um, I, I've seen that. I've seen that that um, that costume that he wore before. It looks like House of M. He doesn't have the helmet on this time, and they announced that he will be leading the X Men in this new series this time. I don't know what's going to happen, and this is going to be very interesting. I believe this is like House of M type of uh, costume that he's wearing here. Um, you, they show Beast, Rogue, Wolverine. And other now the question is, will it be casted by the original cast of X-Men? That's gonna be interesting. If they bring those guys back, it's full form right here. But it just goes to show one, how awesome the 90s X-Men was. Two, how instrumental and valuable Jim Lee is to Marvel. Because whenever you mention the X-Men, when you think X-Men, you always think back to the Jim Lee era. And, and when it pertains to Cyclops himself, whenever you think Cyclops, when everybody thinks their favorite Cyclops era, it's the Jim Lee era. And it's always with that suit, with the uh, strap, you know, with the suspender, with the uh, utility strap. That is always everybody's best Cyclops, which also is a is a testament of how awesome Jim Lee is to Marvel and the comic book industry in general. Like, and I, I remember, I remember, um, when I was at, I think it was the second San Diego Comic-Con and I attended Jim Lee's uh, panels. And I asked him about, no, it wasn't the Jim Lee panels, it was the Wildstorm panel. And I always, and I did ask him about the idea. No, it was, it was the Jim Lee panel. It was definitely Jim Lee. And I, I had, I, one of the questions I ended up asking him, I wish I would have recorded that. I wish I had a recorder at the time like I did for Fan Expo. But I asked him the question of, how does he feel that when people think about the X-Men in terms of costume design and, and like whenever he makes costume design period, like I called him the Bob Mackie of comic books and he really lit up when I, when he heard the name Bob Mackie, for those who don't know, Bob Mackie is one is a legendary fashion designer. He is like, he's the fashion designer. Like he is like godfather to a lot of people in the industry and is responsible for some of the most couture elaborate fashion designs out there so he knows what it is because like it how i know him for two reasons one bob mackie would always appear on oprah every year to do a fashion show and my mom and i would watch that those episodes every year non-stop so i knew about bob mackie and i used to love his his designs because it was very comic book-esque i mean it was couture fashion so it was a lot it was really comic book-esque two my ex-girlfriend um of five years back in the day who's uh, who uh, went to school for fashion i got a chance to um 
you know, there was a Q&A for Bob Mackie and I was like, in honor of my mom, I got to go see, I got to go see this dude. And I was able to ask him a question as well. I forgot what that question was. That was ages ago. All this leading up to what I'm doing today right now <laughs> on this mic. So, um, I knew Bob Mackie. Well, I'm a fan of Bob Mackie in his fashion style. So I, you know, I really called Jim Lee that because whenever he does costume designs, people gravitate to that design. When you see Superman's new 52 design, people love that version as opposed to the previous versions. And now we watch all these new live action Superman uh, shows. We now see the Jim Lee version. When we see X-Men, we see the Jim Lee version of that. You know, when it's all said and done, Jim Lee will be looked at as one of the greatest comic book artists of all time. Because when you, as great as like the Eric Larson's, the Todd McFarlane's and all those guys, when, whenever you see their art, you don't, you know their art for their certain style, but not for their costume design. When Jim Lee draws a, a familiar comic book character, he doesn't just draw them. He doesn't illustrate them. He recreates them in his vision, giving them a look that is distinguished to like, it's his trademark. His trademark is that he will create a costume that is distinguished to them. And you will remember that because it's unlike anybody's version that you've seen before. And that's what he does. And I think that is awesome. Like I, if Jim Lee would make a fashion line, I'm jumping on. <laughs> I'm there, dude. I wanted to make all my wardrobe, but like, dude, if I was Kanye, as crazy as Kanye is, dude, I would have Jim Lee design all my stuff or it be Jim Lee inspired, you know, work on that. So other animated news, we uh, got to see, um, we got to hear some news about Marvel zombies on Disney plus it is expected to be a lot more gorier, darker of the episodes that we've seen before, but also it's been said that this may be a rated R series. So, you know, if you guys um, didn't know, if you go on Disney Plus right now, Deadpool 1, Deadpool 2, and Logan, which are all rated R Marvel films, are now on Disney Plus. It is the first rated R movies ever shown on Disney Plus. And this is a statement to be made. This is now saying we're going to step it up. So we will see a little bit more mature. You know, the fact that they put Deadpool on there. And Ryan Reynolds announced it when he announced it. It was hilarious because he showed just pictures of all red band, um, you know, uh, you know, images of red band uh, warnings in there. So just to tell you, like, this is which is good is going to be happening with Disney Plus right now. Uh, I think it's awesome. This is going to be interesting. Marvel Zombies on What If was just pretty crazy. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in this. This is pretty, pretty awesome. Tales of the Walking Dead. We get to see a first trailer. This thing is still running. Shout out to Robert Kirkman, man. He's still making that money. Um, I, I, there's still a fan base here still watching this. So that's that's pretty damn good. I personally stopped watching it. Um, that doesn't mean the world is going to stop watching it. And that's going to walk into a conversation I had on the ACMG Facebook group. I swear to goodness, the misconceptions with that uh, with that theory. Yeah, they're back. They're going to be doing a uh, new series coming out. And uh, apparently all six protagonists are shown in the trailer. Uh, the whole new cast. And uh, this is going to be interesting. 
don't know the date for it. There's nothing been announced here, but it's coming it, as well as another one that we'll talk about soon. Marvel revealed at San Diego Comic-Con real life infinity stones like these are actual gems. These are actually precious gems worth a lot of money. In fact, they're worth $25 million in com combined, a combined value of $25 million. This is nothing short of fantastic. I see, I, I can't help but to see a hip hop artist jump on this instantly. Okay. And walk out with this. This that's somebody's coming out with $25 million in their hand. That's just insane. But you know, it's the infinity gauntlet. It's what the hell. This house shows just shows how really awesome that book is for them to actually create actual infinity stones <laughs> worth $25 billion. They are the exact same colors of the infinity stones. Um, what I love about them is that they look exactly the way that I and many other comic book fans envision what they should look like, like actual cut diamonds or cut gems. So they cut it just like that, but gave them the same color. So one's a yellow diamond. The other one looks like a ruby and, you know, sapphire and, and such and whatnot. And all combined to 150 carats. So there you have it. Who's going to be the one to buy those gems? We will see. Um, the Walking Dead gets a, another trailer. This is a prime series, the flagship series. Um, a premiere date, which is which will arrive in October. I thought this series in, but I think this may be the final series. This is the final episodes. I guess they cut off half of the season and now we're getting the other half. So I guess the end of I, I thought it ended already, but no, this is this will be the final episodes. Um, there will be flashbacks apparently throughout these episodes as well. So I, I don't know if I'm, I, I, I stopped watching during the Negan era. When they killed Glenn, that took me, I, that, 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 that show was so emotional as it was. It was so very emotional, so much so that they had the talking dead afterwards to talk people through the idea that what was going on in this series wasn't real. And, but it, it took a lot out of us. The Glenn was my limit when Negan killed Glenn and Glenn was out of the series. Glenn was one of my favorite characters. And I know that he died in the comics. I get that. But to see it in vision and the way that they did it, it was so brutal. And I stuck on a little bit after, but I also you know, started realizing that some of the episodes that didn't involve uh, Negan, it just wasn't there. Like they were doing character development with other characters and it was it just came off really, really boring there. So I just fell off it after a while. I couldn't get back into it and didn't report, you know, Rick Grimes, you know, leaving the show and dying or supposedly dying or whatnot. It, it, you know, that was a whole thing from there. So, ah, uh, you know, if you're a fan, it's coming back, it's going to end. We'll see how this ends, but kudos to them. They lasted this long. They lasted way longer than it, I thought it was going to be. Um, but you know, it did die down a bit, but not enough for them to cancel the series. The series is still one of AMC's biggest rated shows, highest rated shows, I should say in there. So, like I said, just because I, I, I'm not watching doesn't mean the wheels don't keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, going back to toy news, the Mandalorian season two figures, uh, was revealed by Hasbro. Uh, we got Luke Skywalker. Looks like there's some, looks like Bill Burr 
comedian Bill Burr and his character is going to be um, on here as well. You got Grogu or Baby Yoda for those in there in there as well. They're going to be uh, selling that one. That one looks really cool. I think that's going to be a hot seller uh, when it comes out. It's movable, too. And it has a pod and everything like the little baby pod, just like uh, in the uh, series. So that's I think that's going to be a hot seller for Christmas. So that's going to be there. Another more characters are going to be on there as well. I want them to have Thundercat. <laughs> I knew that was Bubba Fett, but if dude, I want Thundercat's character on there. I want them to start, you know, selling that one. So that is, but I know that, that, that's a Bubba Fett thing. So that is coming out soon uh it looks like it's retailing at 24 uh, 99 so the figures include migs mave uh filled hk87 and grogu and luke skywalker who all be there so all those will be uh that now these are going to be on on retail sale these are not exclusives i should point that out these will be on sale uh down the line for i think probably for a christmas sale or whatnot um i mentioned rick grimes and the walking dead and michonne well they just announced that the walking dead spinoff starring andrew lincoln's rick grimes and deny guerrera's uh michonne announced for 2023 next year now this was originally supposed to be a movie but for some reason they nixed the movie and in its place it will be a series starring those two and it will be coming out so I, you know that i might actually watch I may actually check it out because I did like I love Michonne and I love the Rick Grimes character. So I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. And this should be the final send off for him as well. Street Fighter six going on video game news. Street Fighter six. They revealed at the Capcom panel that both Chun-Li and Ryu and other characters will be sporting their original costumes as well. I don't know if that will be in connection to that. But if you watch the new Street Fighter trailers or whatnot, we see Chun-Li, we see Guile, we see uh, Ryu in new gear that's playing on the storylines of it. But there will be DLC that will allow you to play as the original costumes from there. Um, I hope if they're they're probably going to be DLC extras uh, for that, too. I don't really care about that. I like the fact that they're wearing new gear to you know, personally explain their evolution. So I'm, I might stick to that. I, I'm not too married to the old costumes like that. I want to see evolution here. So, um, other news, Avatar Studios first movie will be focused on Aang. Okay. So they're rebooting the live action Avatar series and they're doing another film. They're making another attempt at this. Hopefully seconds to charm here. Cause a lot of people did not like the M night Shyamalan version. I personally didn't see too much of a problem with it other than they can like much like the full metal alchemist movie they kind of condensed a lot of the story but what i think he did right was there were a lot of scenes that really captured the essence of the animated series there were some scenes that mimic exactly what happened in that series so it's not like i don't think he totally did everything wrong i think people also was just hating on m Night Shyamalan because you know when it came to the payoff of the movies that he makes they rarely ever delivered the only movies that really delivered was like the sixth sense um and unbreakable which end up being you know turned into glass and all that stuff and you know and mr you know and in the um uh, in the other movies that connected together to that so he did have some pay some payoffs to his movies 
don't get that twisted. But this one will be totally focused on Aang at this point. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to who's going to be directing it as well. So no announcements to that or no real announcements to that in this list, at least. Um, there are more details out there. I'm just not going to focus on it at this point. So uh, let's see what else we could talk about here. Keanu Reeves, uh, Berserker, which is a uh, comic book uh, series that he did. They're doing they're getting an anime, which is coming out soon. So um, it's going to be produced by the studio's uh, pro, uh, production IG. They're responsible for Ghost in the Shell, among other, you know, Eden of the East, among other great animes that we've seen. So they're they're uh, they're in pretty good hands here. So I'm looking forward to that. No question as to when it's coming out, but Netflix is going to be the one that is going to be spearheading this for them. Uh, going back to Transformers news, I'm not too happy about this one, but Transformers Earth Spark is coming to paramount plus and we got the cast list in here it includes we got uh robbie no sydney uh who is this okay so the okay i'm looking at the list here so we got sydney um uh michaela as robbie molto we have zeon brenex as morgan mo Malto. So this is going to be, this is the human, uh, you know, characters in the Transformers series. Every Transformers series always has a human element to it. We got Twitch Malto, who is Kath, uh, Catherine uh, Caveri, which is interesting because that sounds like a, that sounds like an actual, um, like that's a, a, a family member but it's a transformer or is it a robot? It's an Autobot. We got Zeno Robinson playing Tarash Multi. Like, okay, okay. What it just sounds like, it, it actually really sounds like it's, it's family that's becoming transformers. Or I don't know if they're wearing a suit. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, we got Danny Podu from um, Pudai from, if I'm pronouncing that right, from uh, who plays on Community. He's gonna be Bumblebee. We got Benny Lethem, who's playing another Mal uh, Malto, you know, family member in here. We got John John Brinus Abronis as Alex Malto. Just a just a whole family here. Here, <laughs> playing Optimus Prime is going to be Alan Tudek. That I'm a little wary of, because my Optimus Primes, it is, I, I'm not. I, I gotta wait to see it. We got Rory McCann, who's playing Megatron. We got uh, Didrik Batter, who's playing Mandroid, who normally is playing um, Batman for the most case. We have Chrissy, uh, Sissy Jones as Alita One here. So that is our cast here for that. And I don't know what this entails. This is, uh, do we have any? They just talk about the voice cast, but not everything is involved it looks like much like mass you know he-man and the masters of the universe this is very kid based so this is what the kids is gonna have to grow up to when it comes to transformers people unfortunately unless they go to war on cybertron which is like the real like war on cybertron's the, the the war on series in netflix i think is the more definitive version of the transformers like to me to that series to transformers is like Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe to He-Man. I think it's very definitive. 
it, it carries the essence of the transformers there more than any of these newer versions non-anime versions that has ever come out so yeah if you got disney if you got paramount plus you got that we're gonna do too we talked about william shatner's uh definitive documentary which is a crowd a fan funded a crowd funded legion m uh that they're working with and um this documentary will talk about the life of of the legacy of william shatner wonder if they're going to add on that uh, comment that he made from there too so dragon ball super we we didn't talk about much anime except for berserker but we got anime news talking you know regarding dragon ball super which i believe was the you know it was the marquee panel for the last san diego comic-con that was out at hall h you know when marvel was out it was animated took over you know so anime is now you know factored in but not the marquee for this year because marvel went back and took their throne and said like well you know thanks for warming our seats <laughs> um dragon ball super announcements was revealed here and um shout out to my man kyle a bear good friend and uh friend of this show and guest of the show hopefully i will get him back on for this because this is huge because we all saw it in trailers before but it is confirmed that the film is set to focus on Gohan and Piccolo and their journey to become the most powerful beings on earth. We're finally going to see Gohan and the element. I've talked to Kyle Hebert on the show, who is the voice of Gohan. And we talked about his portrayal of Gohan and his thoughts on Gohan throughout the years. He just wanted to see him become the strongest. We're going to finally get to see that chance. Hopefully I will get to get him back on the show rather before or after that um that movie comes out which is coming out very very soon it's coming out in august so i, I damn sure are gonna see this so fingers crossed we can get him back on to talk about that and more so daniel craig um i guess he was in his comic uh, comic con live uh and talking about his role as james bond and he said he wanted to be on archer i'm all for that i think that's perfect i'm sure they can do that hopefully archer is coming back in some form or fashion and i don't understand why he hasn't been on the show up to this point you know what i'm saying like he having daniel craig is probably the ultimate you know you know special guest to be on that show of all shows so i don't know what he will be or whatever but it, it'd be awesome um at san diego comic-con you get to see a lot of displays over there really awesome displays and do your comic-con too um but here we got to see costumes from the new star wars andor series that is coming out uh very soon as well so looks awesome we uh, it looks like vader oh, no that was from kenobi but we got to see some new costumes from there uh andor i believe is going to be based on um i forgot these the movie that that they showed in there um the movie that was based on that, I wasn't really too much a fan of, but Andor is coming and they showed a lot of costumes. They even showed Darth Vader from Kenobi on there as well. And, and, uh, and, um, and Kenobi's costume from there as well. Mandalorian costume. I think, isn't that Sasha Banks costume? I don't know. Yeah, I think it might be. I'm not sure, but a lot of star Wars displays there. Speaking of Sasha Banks, if all weeks, for you know us to get news on vince mcmahon retiring it is san diego comic-con week 
This is truly San Diego Comic Con week here, people. I had to put that one in. So <laughs> shout out to Sasha Pegs. You know, I'm sure she's very happy right now. So uh, going back into more San Diego Comic Con news, Extreme X-Men will return to Marvel Comics under the helm of Chris Claremont himself. He has, they have revealed that the legendary writer of X-Men is reviving the fan favorite series on to Marvel Comics. We will be seeing that again. Um, there was a pitch, there was a poster shown of the original series. Uh, I don't know who the artist is of this, but it looks absolutely fantastic. We will be seeing a five issue series that will pick up right where the series left off. Now, I love this because this reminded me of um, when Marvel brought back the 90s version of Spider-Man, which included um, Spider-Man with Mary, who was still married to Mary Jane. And it picked up right at where you left off with them having a kid, Anna Mae, uh, which ended up having powers of her own. She actually was a mutant because of the powers that he ended up having and they had their own adventures. So I'm looking forward to this. You see Rogue, you see Wolverine. It looks like, um, I'm pretty sure that is Kitty Pride at in the front of this. Um, you got, you also see Domino from X-Force, Storm, Gambit, it is Kitty Pryde because Lockheed is also there as well. You also see Phoenix in the background, who's the daughter of um, the future daughter of Scott Summers and Jean Grey. And you also see Bishop in here as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm jumping on this series. I'm looking forward to it. It looks awesome. This looks like the X-Men I grew up with. So I, I'm really there. Going on to DC Films, we not only get to see a new trailer for Black Adam, we also see the rock himself show up in full black Adam gear and the crowd went crazy for this. I love this. The trailer looked awesome. Um, we got to see the trailer, which showed Adam smasher, Dr. Fate, Hawkman and cyclone. Um, well, the difference from this here is that we started seeing signs of black Adam actually becoming a villain. And I think what the movie is going to show, is black adam trying to figure out where he where his morals lie so is he going to become an actual hero or is he become a villain in spite of his beliefs of what a hero should be and that's where i like where this is going here so i'm looking forward to that the this is coming out october 21st and they are ready we've been waiting a long time for this and this could be again the new build to dc's troubled universe i should say here so going back to comic book news i actually failed to mention another crossover that is in the making uh we talked about uh teenage mutant Ninja turtles crossing over with power rangers again well there is another crossover that is happening in the form of dc comics and image comics as batman and spawn are making another return to crossover again uh it is it's been revealed during the jim lee and friends panel which is another great panel uh, which was the wild store panel at the time that I called, but you know, he also has that. He invites a couple of his artists and, uh, writers over to this panel and talk about other things that is going on and other projects that is going on. So revealed at that time that they are doing a 48 page one shot written by, uh, spawn creator, Tommy Farland, but drawn by current, uh, spawn artist, Greg 
Capullo, who, in my opinion, if anybody to really take over the helm, that is Todd McFarlane. And those are big shoes to fill when it comes to drawing uh, Spawn or any type of character involved with Todd McFarlane. Greg uh, Capullo does a really great job. I love his art style and is a great successor to the Spawn uh, series. So he's going to be drawing it and he's going to be uh, drawing and illustrating those uh, panels. And I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. I love the original Batman and Spawn series. The first series was drawn by Tom McFarlane for uh, Image Comp. They did one for Image and one for DC. So they did two versions, but this is doing a one shot. And I think Greg Capullo is perfect to really bring out the, the essence of Spawn, but also, you know, give Batman a great dark, you know, presence as well. I'm looking forward to the 48 page. I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Hasn't um, been announced as to when this was coming out, but it's in the making and look out for it when it comes out. So uh, where are we at here? We talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. And we talked about the rock. It was one situation that was funny that I heard about during the rocks, um, you know, appearance on in Hall H for Black Adam. And that was uh, he was asked a question um, as to whether he would want to fight, you know, whether he, he would win between <laughs> him or Superman. And his response led to some boos, not at The Rock, but just at the news that Henry, Henry Cavill may not be Superman in his case because of the Snyderverse not coming back. So. His response to that was like, whoever will become, it depends on who becomes or who will play Superman is will determine whether he will be beat him or not. I thought that was funny. Cause you gotta remember guys, The Rock was a Hill character in the WWF uh, slash E. So booze don't bother him. He could get around the booze, but at the same time, they weren't really booing at him. They were booing at the idea that the Snyderverse may not be coming back after the announcement that was given. So uh, that's unfortunate. House of Dragon was also uh, shown here as well, which is the uh, prequel to um, Game of Thrones. And that is expected to come soon, uh, very soon, actually, on HBO Max and HBO, the, the channel. So we got that a cute new animated series based on the DC universe is coming September 17th, which is Batman day. Take note. Um, <clears throat> this comes in a form of the vehicles that are used in the Batman universe. Um, it's called bat wheels. It's a kid show. It is a child show and it's really kind of cute. It's basically Pixar's cars mixed with the DC universe. You combine those, you got bat wheels pretty much. The Batmobile is a living organism apparently, along with other vehicles in the DC universe, cars that are been driven by the Joker or other characters. They're all gonna be in this little new HBO Max and cartoony, Cartoonito series, which I believe is a Cartoon Network, you know, series of uh, kids, uh, young kid shows. And this is coming out. I, I would I. It's cheesy as hell. But if you're a kid, you don't care because you grow up liking cheesy. What I do like about this, seeing the trailer, is the actual 
theme music, which is very catchy. I can see kids really enjoying this. And these new fans growing up are going to be seeing this and growing up to stuff like this. And this is what they're going to remember. <laughs> I can see that this is going to be really awesome. So that's coming out September uh, in celebration of, uh, you know, Batman Day, <laughs> which is coming. So that's awesome. Uh, Star Trek Picard season three teaser trailer coming out um, and it showed that the original cast of the next generation will be a part of this as well. All of them. It's awesome. They all look like they've aged. Jordy actually has no visors. He has new vision now. This is awesome. You know, I talked about certain shows that I will watch on Paramount Plus. Now, I'm not a Trekkie, but I am. I have been a fan of Next Generation. And I thought this was really awesome to see every a lot of the um, characters from the original uh, series is coming back for this. And it looks fantastic. It's a great tribute to that. And, I, you know, I, I got to say, I had a, a conversation. Um, there was a discussion when mentioning you know, um, I was about to say Keith or Sutherland. No, William Shatner's, you know, opinions on the Star Trek franchise of late. There was one person on the ACMG Facebook group that felt like he agreed with him. And I'm like, all right, you may agree not to like whatever he, you know, he says or whatever, like, but that, that doesn't mean that it's right. It's just an opinion. Opinions are facts, people. Just like my previous guest, Jeffrey Thorne, you know, good friend, you know, was on the show talking about his um, <clears throat> the series that he worked in, like Power, you know, Book Two or Black Panther's Quest and all that stuff and other shows that he's worked on. Him being a actual showrunner for a lot of TV shows and writer and executive producer to a lot of awesome TV shows in the past. He knows that if a show gets multiple seasons, that is a success just because one person or a vocal minority of people say that they didn't like it it in, in their world and when somebody says that they don't like it like for instance i am not a fan of the venom series i can't stress this enough not the fact it's not because of the animation the the great cgi that's in there it's not because of the actors i love the actors i love the cgi i just didn't like the direction that they went with it because it did eddie brock to me was spider-man's villain at one point they just skipped over that part because they couldn't get to spider-man and it made him a anti-hero it's not it takes nothing away from the quality of the movie the 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 storytelling of the movie it's just i'd rather him be the villain to spider-man and not but there are people who actually like it and there are people there are casual fans who don't know about the venom lore i respect that and it's not to say that the movie's bad because I will say, and I have going on to say <clears throat> that I did enjoy the second movie a lot better than the first because of Woody Harrelson his portrayal of uh, Cletus Cassidy. Cause I thought when it, when I first thought about Cletus Cassidy back then, Woody Harrelson was perfect. He, he had, he had to be that role even back then because of his portrayal on natural born killers, <clears throat> which I kind of think they based it. They based Cletus Cassidy on, Am I, if I remember correctly, um, but I thought he was, he was as perfect as to play that character and play carnage as Samuel L. Jackson was to play Nick Fury because they based 
and the character off of you know uh you know samuel L. jackson's you know shaft character as nick fury so it worked out <clears throat> but just because one person doesn't like it that doesn't dictate everybody else like it. it's a vocal minority opinion and if the show really was as bad or a failure as you would say they would not make sequels to these things they would not create other seasons other seasons means that there is enough viewership and people enjoying the show to to factor in another season and if it makes it it's one thing to make a successful first season and order another season another season gets ordered but <clears throat> that's the sophomore year the sophomore year is way more important than the freshman year of a show or a movie if they make it past the second season then that definitely makes it a success so even though legends of tomorrow kind of teared off after like seven eight seasons it was great for the first few seasons and he just said like okay viewership is wearing off we're going to end it here same with other seasons black lightning lasted for three seasons it lasted past the second season that was a success because there were more viewers of that season so just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not you know liked and the fact that six thousand five hundred seats were filled at hall h to see sir patrick stewart in the cast of picard in there and he was met with amazing applause as he was introduced by the um, leah thompson who was the moderator for that that is telling you that there are people there are fans of that i'll give another example teen titans go there was so much hate on social media by a vocal minority of people who did not like teen titans go but teen titans go is still running which means there are people who like that show they're not gonna play these shows just because they need to fill these damn slots these time slots these time slots are filled because these shows are being watched and they're being watched by a large amount of people and what happens when it's watched by a large amount of people sponsors want to lock onto those and they get revenue for those time slots because if people are watching that means they're going to watch the sponsorship the the revenue you know the sponsors and the products that are being in the commercial ad which means the networks get ad revenue for it if nobody's watching advertisers are not going to want to put their commercials on that show because nobody's watching that means nobody's watching the product if somebody's watching teen titans go and his things lasted for multiple seasons that means it's getting watched heavily that means they're getting ad revenue because of this show that means something so people don't think about those aspects of that picard is getting a lot of buys in this case the fact that people are watching or people are getting subscription buys from from paramount plus because they're showing a show based on uh captain picard and it's going on for a third season that means they're getting revenue they're getting member uh, subscription buys from this that's warranting them enough to keep the show on in other star trek shows so regardless of what william shatner says regardless of what the member of acmg says on there you can hate it all you want but the majority of people love it enough to keep it on 
Think about that for a minute, people. When you go on social media and you're talking about whether you hate a show or not, the numbers don't lie. 6,500 people sitting to watch Captain Picard in Hall H does not lie. There is a fan base for these things. I remember people said they hate it. Um, and I mentioned Teen Titans Go. I, I mentioned them because I attended in 2017 the panel for Teen Titans Go in a smaller hall. But guess what? The hall held hundreds of different people in that hall, and it filled up with hundreds of people who wanted to talk to the stars of Teen Titans Go, who wanted to applaud, who wanted to see the clips of the new episodes and seasons and everything. This was the this was the year 2017. This was the year when they did the um, the light begins to shine, uh, which um, the, which was the special that had a, like you know um, Imagine Dragons. I think they had like CeeLo and all these other celebrity guests in that season, and then you know. Teen Titans Go went on to win an Emmy or get nominated for an Emmy as well. Okay. So much to your chagrin or your hate for one thing, that doesn't mean that it's heavily hated by everybody else. And you know, you going around to voice your opinion or try to find advocates of your hate for the show is not going to change the fandom for these shows. I'm sorry. William Shatner can hate it all he want, but Fans are, like, fans are gonna like what they like. That's just it. I, you know, people like Venom, I respect that. I have no hate for that. I particularly just am not a fan of the story direction, not the actors, not the portrayals, just the story direction, you know, of it. It's just, I was not a fan of it, but that doesn't mean that it is not successful. It is very much successful. They not only warranted a sequel, they technically are in the MCU. You know, what can you do? Okay, so there you have it. All right. Speaking of Star Trek news, um, Lower Decks Season 3, also Star Trek, which is the animated uh, comedy for Star Trek, getting Season 3. So there's a fan base that likes that as well. Star Trek Strange New World Season 2 has been announced, featuring a live action and animation crossover with Lower Decks. That's awesome. Okay. They're fully on board with this as well. There you have it. Whether you like it or not, Star Trek is here to stay as well as Star Wars. So if you don't like it, don't watch it. Plain and simple. The Sandman. We finally get a trailer and a new poster for this much anticipated DC Netflix series that is coming out very soon. It looks awesome. I now I've known about Sandman forever, but I've never really read the books. Um, I finally, I'm excited because I'm, I want to see what this, what this whole thing is about and you know, whether I like it, I know there's going to be some liberties taken with this and, um, you know, this is going to be awesome. I, I, it looks like Netflix is spending a lot of money for the production of this thing too, man. So there you have it. That's coming out soon as well. The trailer looks awesome. Go out of your way, check it out. It is available now and it's coming out very soon. Um, Interview with a Vampire is getting the series. I, this I didn't know. We, uh, people got a first trailer of the series. It's coming out October 2nd. Um, AMC has officially released the trailer for that. And uh, that should be cool. Like the actor that they got to play some of the roles in there. There's a guy that the guy in there look, really looked like Brad Pitt in that, dear, in that um, show too. So that looks awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I might actually watch that. 
um we got the dragon prince which is seeing season four on here coming soon i believe that's a netflix series as well so that's coming out um uh my god oh okay we're getting to the marvel stuff here a bit but before the marvel panel actually you know came we got a first look at ant-man and the wasp the poster was uh posted on social media by andy park who is the visual development and concept artist for that movie and other movies as well it looks awesome we got to see not only uh scott lang and um in the wasp on there casey lang will be in full gear for this one and not only that we also got to see kang the conqueror who will appear in ant-man and the wasp now we will learn later on in hall h i'm going ahead of myself here but there's another person they, they showed a clip in a trailer of ant-man and the wasps um which it is expected to come out next year but they not only showed kang they also showed modok in there and it was confirmed at hall h that modok is also appearing in ant-man and the wasp we're getting modok finally in here as well so i'm excited mystic quest which is a really funny awesome show uh from the makers of um it's always sunny in philadelphia getting a third season on apple tv plus i there that was one, like one of the only series i really enjoyed in there because it was you know made from the guys of um always sunny but also it was based on around the a video game company as well so i'm really sad that i'm i you know that's the only thing i really wanted to watch on air but that's not enough for me to pay for a subscription of apple plus so um we also uh there was a jonathan uh hickman's next series avengers finale um the new big ultra saga from comic book uh from marvel comics is coming i'm really glad i didn't hear about any major any major like comic book sagas from marvel and that's great because there was a time during the first 11 years of the marvel cinematic universe that marvel comics were issuing a comic saga every single summer and they were just most of them were misses i like secret wars i didn't like original uh sin uh they, it's like we don't need a new saga every year they were just trying to bank on the marvel cinematic universe every year and that and it just didn't work out you can't rush stuff like this it just doesn't work out that way you just can't and the best sagas are the sagas that develop over the years to come that's why in all of these movies that we're seeing there all these movies are based on everything that happened in the 90s and the 80s i mean we got the infinity gauntlet one of the hottest things that happened in the 90s now we're getting another big saga that i will talk about very soon based on one of the hottest sagas in the 80s and none of that happened you know during the development of time you know what i'm saying like it just didn't so all right we're gonna get into this marvel stuff man because this is the hall h stuff was it, it was huge it was huge we're gonna start off with she-hawk and a black panther uh we won't talk about black panther completely but they were talking about kevin feige was talking about the setup of how everything was going to turn out during um 
the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you know there were pictures showing all over the place like they tell you not to take footage or pictures or anything of everything that's happening but you man it's they can't stop that they cannot stop that at all it's hard to do that with thousands and thousands of people there and there was so many awesome announcements throughout this time but I am trying to find the pictures that I posted from ah here we go okay so basically they covered what was shown in season in uh phase four which was wandavision low-key eternals uh spider-man no way home moon knight thor love and thunder uh falcon and the winter soldier black widow shang chi hawkeye dr strange in the multiverse of madness miss marvel which is the last thing that we saw along with thor and love and thunder so the final two movies show and um series and movie that we will see is she hawk which is coming august 17th literally three weeks away from now and in november black panther wakanda which we'll talk about in detail but before we go into great detail of all of these shows and movies that they're going to be showing for marvel uh studios we got to talk about at the top of this that they have announced kevin feige has announced that we're not getting just not only getting just one but we're getting two brand new avengers movies yes after him saying that the there will be no more avengers movies we're getting an avengers movie we're getting two of them not only are we getting two of them we're getting two of them all in the same year they announced that one was coming in May and I think the other one's coming like a little bit later down the line, both in the same year. So I am extremely excited, which means they're probably filming the entire thing. They're going to be filming the entire thing all at once. Gala, I believe they did that for uh, Endgame and uh, Infinity War, but also that dates back to when the Matrix used to do that. You know, they did that for Matrix uh, Revolution and um, Reloaded. So they're taking from that and they did it very successfully. So I expect them to do the same here, but this is not just any Avengers titles where these Avengers titles are covering two major comic book sagas in the Marvel comic universe. One is the Kang dynasty officially announcing as Kang the conqueror as the main villain for the new Avengers movies. And this and this and the multiverse saga, which they officially named the multiverse saga four, five and six will be named the uh, the actual multiverse saga covering everything that we've done so far. So we're just scratching the surface of what's happening right now in uh, the MCU. The second one was heavily rumored. People were thinking about this, talking about this, hearing about this. We wasn't know if it was sure it's official now. The second one which is probably more important is secret wars. And if you're a true comic book fan, let alone a true Marvel comics fan or a true Marvel fan, then you know, see how important the words secret wars mean. Secret wars is a major, major, major saga in the Marvel comic universe. Now the question is which secret wars are they covering? Because if people don't remember, they recently had a Secret Wars 2. Secret Wars 2, which I actually liked, was a multiverse story, tell, uh, story saga. 
So we got to see a bunch of different story paths of different Marvel comic characters. Hence how we ended up with the Spider-Man and Mary Jane comic book that had um, th that with them having a child called Anna Mae who just happened to have um, children herself. And that became a separate series on its own. I think because this is the multiverse saga, they're going to be covering more the Secret Wars 2 saga of recent rather than the original Secret Wars that had the Beyonder in there. So I think I, I, I hope comic book fans remember this and realize this because I think a lot of comic book fans are going to come in thinking this is the original 80s Secret Wars that they're going to be doing. And they may, they may mix the two together. It's possible, but considering that this is the multiverse saga, as they're coining it, I think this is covering more of the second Secret Wars. Not actual Secret Wars 2, like the recent one from in the 2000s. Because I don't know how many people read that book, but that one is the book that brought us Miles Morales. That's the one that brought Miles Morales and combined the Ultimate Universe to the 616 universe and combine them both together to make one universe. So it is very possible that one, we can see that actually come into fruition in the new movies. Two, I just mentioned Miles Morales. This could be the entry and debut of Miles Morales. Think about that. So that is one of the biggest ones that I wanted to cover here, but also we got to see she-Hawk first, and it is awesome. She-Hawk trailer released, and it shows Bruce uh, training Jennifer and putting a bullhorn in her head to see how she was going to react to the rage and see if she could control her rage here. So, I uh, this is just this is going to be an awesome show. I love where this is going. So they're at a secluded area just so they could train and you know rage out and everything. They show Jennifer being able to, to not only just control her abilities, but do it better than Bruce. Um, she's trying to show, teach her with you know that Spandex is a best friend. Um, they're doing a lot of you know trying to find balance with her, which we it shows um that she's able to control it better than Bruce. Now, this is interesting for people to know who didn't read the original comic books. In the original comic books, Jennifer Walters does become She-Hulk through a transfusion, a blood transfusion from Bruce because of a condition that she had, which got her to become She-Hulk. What they didn't do really well, which you're doing well here, and it makes all sense, it makes more sense in the Marvel Cinematic Universe than it was in the Marvel Comic Universe, was that Bruce never was able to control his rage the way that Jennifer was. Jennifer got a blood transfusion, but never got the rage aspect of it. And it didn't really make sense because here you have Bruce, you know, Bruce Banner, who is a scientist. Of all people that should be able to control their their rage and, and how to develop the situation, it's Bruce. And it wasn't until like the 90s where, and, and the only reason why he was able to do this, and it was in the 90s where, People don't realize people who don't read the comic books don't realize this today. But there were more than just one hawk. There was or one, you know, male hawk and she-hawk. There was also the gray hawk, which became a separate entity of Bruce Banner. It was like the more sophisticated version of him. It, but also the more vulgar side of him. And then there was the original hawk, which was the more um rage-filled Neanderthal version. But in the 90s, they found a way to bring 
all of those Hawks together with Bruce Banner to become Professor Hawk, this one intelligent superior. You know, he had, he had all the intelligence of Bruce Banner, but all the power of the Hawk, which is what you're seeing now from the Mark Ruffalo version here. Um, so we're seeing that version appear right now in, in, in front of our eyes. And this one is so much better in his case because he was able to develop himself in Endgame and figure it out in Endgame, which now makes sense to how he's able to train, um, you know, Jennifer Walters, his cousin with this ability too. So this all makes sense in the world. And I love, this is the one thing we don't talk about with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they correct a lot of the things that weren't so accurate or, you know, politically correct or, you know, logical in the Marvel comic universe. They're able to perfect a lot of those things now. And that's why I think people enjoy it because they not only capture the essence of the characters, but they correct a lot of things that weren't, that didn't make sense in the, in the original versions that were written back then. So it looks like also that Jennifer will be kind of breaking the fourth wall in this series too, the a la Deadpool-ish, if you will, because she did a little section where Bruce felt like she didn't really want to do this, but she looked at the camera at, at us like he doesn't really mean that. And she and he turned around like, what are you who are you talking to? And it was kind of like that type of situation. So look for that. This is definitely comedy based. Um, we're going to see a lot of familiar celebrity faces in here as well. Um, it, they're getting right down to which she is. She is a lawyer. She does appear as a, as Jennifer Walters herself, but she also is going to be appearing as She-Hulk self as well. So, I mean, this is what I loved about the character itself, because in the character, she embraced being a Hulk, whereas Bruce Banner really did not like being the Hulk because he feared what the Hulk can do. But she was managed to embrace the qualities of being She-Hulk and she embraced the celebrity of being She-Hulk. We're getting that here. They're getting that here too. She's working with the agency that is going to be defending a whole bunch of people, including Emil Blonsky, aka the uh, aka the Abomination. She specifically said that this is a conflict of interest because you know Blonsky was trying to kill Bruce before in the past, and I love this because people there were people that were hating. I don't know why were playing hating the Ed Norton uh, version. Again, a vocal, let me explain it. A vocal minority of people were hating on the Ed Norton version. That was one of my favorites of the first phase, okay? Because I didn't like the Ang Lee version of it and they didn't have a really good version. I thought this one captured not only the comic books, but it captured the 80s cartoon from back in the day. There were some elements of the 80s cartoon that they added to there. So I really enjoyed it and it really paid homage to the TV series that had David Banner in there you know, Bill Bixby in there. So they paid a lot of homage to that too. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. And I'm glad again, they stick into their guns. They had, you know, General Thunderbird Ross in there, rest in peace to him. Um, I don't know how you're going to explain him not being there too. Cause the actor passed away, you know, uh, recently, uh, I think this year, or was it a little bit last year? I forgot, but he, no, it was this year, but, uh, you know, he's gone. So I don't know if they're, what, how they're going to, process that character but Blonsky is back in here as well so they they always stuck to their guns and still you know don't they, they I love it they never back down to the trolls and the haters 
of anything because they re they recognize that it's just trolls and haters and they double down with this whole thing too so um so she's working with this agency that's going to be defending uh blonsky and all this stuff we also get an appearance from again wong who makes an appearance in here as well so i mean we get to see that uh appearance in here which i think ties in to you know him work you know working with blonsky and them you know appearing on shang chi and the uh legend of the ten rings so we're gonna see that there as well um this is just i i love what i'm seeing here so i don't know what the connection i don't i guess she you know i guess wong is gonna be i guess the character witness to blonsky because the fact that he's been working with blonsky and they've been working in fight arenas and all this stuff and he's been training him to be more you know as blonsky put it namaste in here which could lead into the other announcement that happened in um you know in hall h as well i think this is all connected together so this is going to be so great in here and at the end of this trailer we got to see another appearance a a secret kind of appearance of obviously it was damn sure daredevil <laughs> you know talking attorney to attorney i mean in two weeks we're gonna see in three weeks i'm sorry we're gonna see this new series the final series of the disney plus all the disney plus shows have been awesome in my opinion absolutely loved them they've been awesome and uh i'm looking forward to seeing this this has been a long time coming but the surprise at the very end of this trailer showing a character flipping onto the scene with two batons absolutely we're gonna see charlie cox's daredevil again i cannot wait for this okay <laughs> i just so cannot wait for this so that is coming we also it was also announced speaking of daredevil daredevil born again announced during san diego comic-con um this is another series that is going to be shown uh in these in a phase five of shows which is going to start with um wasp quantum uh quantum mania is going to be uh, coming here let me zoom in here and get this a little bit more here we got the quantum verse let me see can i get yeah here we go so they announced it for phase five february 17 2023 ant-man and wasp uh spring 2023 secret invasion which has been said to ha will have as many cameos as you've seen on this series as you did on um end game that's pretty big may 5th we got guardians of the galaxy coming back and there's some big 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 news coming from there we'll talk about shortly um echo is coming summer of 2023 which will include daredevil and wilson fist making their return loki season two summer of 2023 coming out as well the marvels coming we just talked about this with miss marvel the marvels is coming july 23rd or 25th 2023 blade coming november 2023 uh ironheart we're gonna talk about that too coming fall of 2023 agatha Co uh, coven of chaos coming winter 2023 and 24 so this is crossing over from it looks like it's gonna cross over from december to january from that point uh captain america new world order sam wilson is officially getting his own film may 3rd 2024 and born again 
Daredevil, Daredevil Born Again coming 2024. So, oh my goodness. Um, Mahershala Ali was not at the, at the, uh, at the event, but they did mention him. So I got a feeling next year we will get more from him and more of the movie, uh, what to expect from there as well. Uh, Secret Evasion is going to be just crazy. Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts is coming, which is why I mentioned Blonsky and, you know, how, you know, he's going to be a character, you know, Wong is going to defend him. Whatnot. Now, Thunderbolts is coming. I think Blonsky is absolutely going to be a part of that. It, for those who don't know, the Thunderbolts is Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad, except they don't have, they shouldn't have bombs in their neck and they don't have a, an Amanda Waller character packing it up. I don't know. This was also, I think, a Norman Osborn made company now norman osborne we talked about is going to make his first mcu appearance in spider-man freshman year so i don't know he may make his appearance here as well we don't know all the characters that will be a part of the thunderbolts but this thing is coming 2000 summer 2024 as well so we talked about that winter soldier uh, i mean uh no i'm sorry um captain america the new world order that's all that's been mentioned is the logo and the announcement that is coming May 3rd, 2024. We don't know who will be the main villain of this coming as well, but we do know who is going to be the main villain for Ant-Man and uh, Wasp Quantum Mania. Uh, the fact that we got to see, uh, that the fans got to see exclusive, nobody has shown MODOK yet. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what MODOK looks like. These trailers all should be coming very soon, by the way. Um, they're going to take their time to not show these trailers and for a good reason as well um they you know we talked about guardians of the galaxy loki all that stuff all these you know most of, there weren't too many uh trailers shown but the actors for these shows came out like guardians of the galaxy cast came out uh to talk about it including uh adam warlock the character to play that and not only that we got to see a surprise guest here at the uh at, at um, Comic-Con of who else is going to be shown in the uh, trailers for um, for San Diego, uh, for the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It's been announced and I'm trying to find it here because again, I posted so much crap and content in this. That it ain't funny. Uh, give me a sec. I'm trying to find this here because also announced to appear on the uh, in the show in the uh guardians of the galaxy volume three is not only adam warlock we are getting the high evolutionary and that is one of the again for for marvel comics fans they know the name when they when you hear the high evolutionary that is a huge name we talk about um king the conqueror high evolutionary is kind of in that realm as far as like big name characters in the cosmic portion of the marvel comic universe that will be played by actor chiwadi iwuji now if you recognize that name he played on peacemaker recently he not only was presented he came out in full high evolutionary gear like everything he's wearing on the movie he came out and surprised fans walking into the hall h arena this is why it is again one of these moments of why it is so awesome to go to San Diego Comic-Con because you get these special moments. This was kind of seeing Dwayne Johnson in, in, you know, Black Adam gear and seeing, you know, um, Chuck Woody 
in high evolutionary gear it's just like that moment where you saw you know tom hiddleston wear the uh low-key outfit which i think still you're not topping tom hiddleston because he he the way he commanded the crowd back then but seeing moments like this is just fantastic here so man i i love what they did here i love um i really appreciate it what they did here for that and um my goodness we are ready but none of it compared to the end and i knew they were going to do this i knew that they were going to do this they saved absolutely the best for last and that was the cast of black panther wakanda forever and you had to you absolutely had to with the loss of chadwick boseman we've waited for this to come we wanted to see this trailer we we, we knew this was coming out this year this is going to be the final phase of phase four and it was it was emotional it was beautiful we got to see the cast the entire cast including namor who was announced and Ri williams who will be making her debut on wakanda forever and i love this because my prediction upon that news and seeing um and seeing like the trailer alone there are two things that we will talk about here so i'm going to, i'm playing the trailer right now as we speak um and it just shows nakia out on the beach and the song a, a rendition of no a woman no cry in there and it was just it this may be one of the most beautiful trailers ever made if not just for marvel cinematic universe just period because of the significance of this this was a glowing tribute to chadwick boseman but also very telling there's so much to unpack here so let's do this we see nakia in the beach and just you know nakia first of all lapita nguyen looks like she kind of balked up and i think that might be for a reason like she looks very muscle toned here and I think that's for a reason. We also um, see Angela Bassett as, you know, uh, playing in, uh, in sitting in the throne, in the throne of T'Challa. T'Challa's not there, but she's sitting on the throne. That's telling right there. We also see a kind of a celebration or a funeral where everybody's wearing white and they showed a Marvel logo in white in here as this music plays on. I'm trying not to get emotional watching this. Um, but the music is playing and it showed uh, Wakanda. Then they it goes into black and we see um, Okoye and the rest of them just appear from the darkness. Just beautifully, you know, just beautifully um, shot. And we see the, um, the Dore Melaja all sitting in the console. Again, we see just beach. We see um, Angela, Angela Bassett again sitting in there. We see Shuri sitting in the beach and they're emotional and crying. And you, it just gives you an idea like, okay, they're going to announce. They're going to, they didn't, they kept it really tight lipped because they said they were going to keep the memory of Black Panther alive. They weren't going to replace him. They held true to that because it looks like that they're going to somehow kill i hate to say this but they're gonna kill off t'challa in this somehow some way i don't know how they're gonna do it namor may be the reason for this but this is what seems to be happening they're gonna acknowledge 
T'Challa leaving, a.k.a. Chadwick Boseman leaving the deal. So they also show um, what it looks like to be, you know, Atlanteans underwater and they're having a kid, which could be the could be baby Namor itself in here. Um, it, you know, Ryan Coogler's name comes up and they show what it looks like Namor turning around. They show a bunch of killer whales, you know, with a bunch of Atlanteans riding on it, heading to you know what it looks like could be wakanda there's this army apparently that's coming in to infiltrate a wakandan you know uh this wakandan sea base or whatever like that this is some real deep 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 stuff happening here man we see nakia in the room in the throne room which looks like it's being destroyed and caught on fire um we also see nakia in the science lab with, with our first our first look and appearance of Riri Williams, who's in there. Now, we all did hear that Riri Williams will be making her debut on Wakanda Forever. What I love about this, because if you guys remember in the end of the original Black Panther, T'Challa brought up parts of the neighborhood that Killmonger lived in and his pop. And he decided to make that into a science center to help kids learn um, more and develop in the community. I think Riri, and I, I might've said this or thought this a long time ago, but I figured Riri Williams is going to be one of those kids that they help develop in that neighborhood, which is going to lead to her getting into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it looks like that's what's happening because she's teaming up with, um, with Shuri, because if you guys remember at the end, Shuri was going to be head of the centers that will help kids learn more about science and everything. So all of this is going to be kicking in. All of this is falling in. So I, that's my prediction to that. But we see Namor and you know we've, he looks badass as well um ramonda is screaming during all these other scenes saying that she is the queen of the uh most powerful country in the on the planet and her entire family is gone as she goes to the summit to talk and and then we see a we do see a mural of chadwick boseman on here as well so again this is leading us to believe that there is something that is going to be happening in reference to them mentioning that T'Challa is no longer there. And she literally says her entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? And then we see more Atlanteans. We see Ross making his appearance back again. Um, we also see Riri hammer out a heart. So Ironheart will be coming and will be shown in this episode, which will lead to her own series in 2023 so looking forward to this um so much is going on here man it just looks like total chaos what we do see too is parts of wakanda being flooded now in the comics namor goes to war namor in atlanta goes to war on wakanda and namor in all of his power floods wakanda practically destroying everything in Wakanda. This leads to a major bit of rival, uh, rivalry between Black Panther and Namor, which in the comics, I believe it was, it was um, Secret Wars 2, where T'Challa got his revenge on Namor. So, and actually killed Namor in the comics. I don't know if Namor is still alive in the comics. I haven't read past that part, but I do recall reading him getting his revenge during the 
um secret wars trailer man but my goodness this thing is just fantastic the dory malaja everything on here is just so much going on here but i love the fact that the music goes from no woman no cry and then it goes into um oh my god what is the man's name uh we go on yeah but um no 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 uh but kendrick lamar uh we gonna be all right it, it goes in it goes right into that i love every bit of how with with um what they did with this what ryan krugler has done with this trailer man it is so dope and i hope we see more kendrick i hope we get more kendrick, kendrick lamar uh, music exclusively for this deal i hope we do because the last black panther soundtrack was so dope it was so awesome i i hope they do it again but the fact that we're hearing Kendrick Lamar in a mix with this, you know, no woman, no cry. It was powerful. It was so absolutely powerful to see it here. You see Namor just, you know, coming down into his throne and we see the Wakandans about to go off, you know, go off and face the Atlanteans. Oh, and then at the end, we do see somebody in a Black Panther costume. I talked about Nakia looking at like a certain build. I think Nakia is going to take over and become the new Black Panther. I absolutely think that that's what's going to happen. Um, we'll see because it's coming November. And what better way to be thankful than to watch this movie? And it's going to be a very emotional affair. I believe that this movie will not only be successful, I think it's going to supersede Black Panther. I think it's going to supersede every movie this year because this is not just a movie that we're going to see. This is going to be a memorial and it's going to be a lot of emotional people going to see this. I'm getting, I'm where, look, I've been waiting to wear my Kamoya beads to this day. I cannot wait to wear it again. I'm telling you now, I don't care who you are. You're not going to go in that theater and not cry because this is a absolute tribute. This is going to be one of the biggest emotional roller coasters. People are right now on the trailer talking about this was too deep. This was a very, this was deep. I'm already ready to cry. You know, I got people on the ACMG Facebook group already saying that right now. Hell, a tear is coming in my eye just because of how awesome this, this trailer was. This trailer gave me goosebumps. I'm, I'm reading off of the comments from the trailer when I posted. One, um, one member of the ACMG group, this was heavy, but so good. I'm ready for this. We've been waiting for this for a long time. This is the memorial we have all been waiting for. Shout out to San Diego Comic-Con. Shout out to Kevin Feige and shout out to Marvel Studios. They brought it back. This is, this is the San Diego Comic-Con we've missed for two years. With everything that we went on, everything that's still going on right now, we needed this. Say what you will about, I mean, there's going to be a few people that are just going to hate because they just want to hate, but there's so many other people that are loving what we saw today and loving everything that what they did and all the effort that has been put in and all the money that's been put in to entertain us, whether it be this convention, whether it be these movies, these announcements and everything, thank everybody for this, because what you did was bring back happiness and hope.
And we need a lot of that because there's so much going on right now today. So much darkness right now. We need this. Look past your cynicism and your cynical attitudes and understand what these people are bringing to us. Hope and happiness is what we need today. And by God, Hall H and San Diego Comic-Con did just that. I cannot wait. If I ever go back to San Diego Comic-Con again, I gotta say it, I said it the last two times. I wanna go to Hall H, but I know the grit. It, so much you gotta go through just to get those damn tickets, man. You gotta be hardcore. Like, I wanna enjoy everything. <laughs> okay. But you can't. It's like you gotta go to Hall, you gotta be in line for Hall H to get up to get those badges, or you have to you can't do both. And if you do both, like you you gotta go to the other one. You gotta you gotta enjoy everything afterwards. But it's not easy to do everything. You can't, I'm telling you now, you can't go to San Diego Comic-Con and enjoy everything San Diego Comic-Con. You're not gonna be, it's so much to do, so much to see, you're not gonna be able to all. And when it comes to saying you're gonna check out, I, I was already trained and told the first time in 2014 how this goes. You won't be able to do San Diego Comic-Con and do Hall H at the same time, even though it's a part of it. Because you're gonna, in order to get into Hall H to do Marvel, you got to be in line for a very long time. You got to camp out virtually to get in there. And that's a lot. That's a lot of grit to get in there to do. So it's like you do that and then maybe just enjoy the rest of it Sunday. But man, dude, it's it's a lot. It is a task. But if you can get in there, more power to you. Even if you're in the, all the way in the back, that's still good. That is still awesome to see. So kudos to them. Like, honestly, a plus event from everything that I've seen, the, the footage that all the footage, I've seen a lot of footage, all the pictures, the announcements. This was a freaking plus. This did not disappoint. This was everything we saw from years past brought back in the damnedest of eras that we've had in, in ever in the history of uh, um, of the U.S. culture of our U.S. history. Kudos to them. Kudos to them. I am looking so forward to heading to New York because I didn't make it to uh, San Diego because it's expensive as hell. And he, talk about it. It's even more expensive now. I think I told you I spent like six thousand to uh, two years like in 2017. Come on. Inflation's up. So, you know, those ticket prices, those those plane tickets, the hotel stays are all damn near up this time around. Ah, uh -uh. ah. Uh -uh. I can't do it. You can't imagine what I'm paying just to go to New York. <laughs> okay. So it's not nearly as much. It's probably like half the amount that it is to, to, to go to, um, you know, San Diego, but inflation is crazy now. It, so you can imagine how much these prices are, but, um, New York is going to be, I'm sure it's going to be just as awesome. I am looking forward to seeing how they're going to do their thing in accordance to what they're doing here. But my goodness, I can't wait. So this is done. Now countdown to New York. So here we go. Folks, that will do it for this very special edition of Talk Time Live. My goodness, what an episode this was. I really enjoyed it. I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed San Diego Comic-Con, whether you're listening to the news or and all the fallout from it, whether you heard the show and a rundown of it. I hope you enjoyed it all because I enjoyed just covering it 
and, and and just being a fan of it this is a great time to be a fan and let's not forget that folks we're in a era where being a fan of all things anime comics movies and games is so great we need not to take that for granted especially with everything that's going on there are people dying in the streets there are people losing their lives whether it be from COVID, gunshots or whatever take life and value it and enjoy all these moments find your peace to enjoy our favorite fandoms like this man because these are some special times and to get these to, to live and to see all this happen don't take it for granted folks just don't just enjoy all things you know that's why i say learn to let go live life alone of all things all the time but if you love this episode and every episode of talk time live you can find all of our episodes so many different places everywhere a podcast to play but most of all you can go to our official website at talktimelive.com all of our audio episodes like this one all of our video exclusive interviews it's a lot of them in there you could go on to our talktimelive.com website you can find them there and you can find some extra stuff like our re like the panels i did for repop all there too with some of your favorite anime uh characters and actors in there as well so all of that is exclusively on talktumlive.com. If you would like to subscribe and download to your favorite podcast, we're virtually everywhere where podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, and on Tumblr under Talk Time Live. You can find the episodes on Talk. Type in on your type on a search engine and Tumblr Talk Time Live. I should always, I, I'm surprised I never said that before, but if you want to find ACMG presents talk time live on Tumblr, you go and type in talk time live. You should be able to find it there. Uh, they have it as talk dash time dash live. I don't know if you have to put in the dashes, but just to put in talk time live and, um, you'll find all of our episodes there. You can follow us from there as well. Easily get those episodes there. And, um, I never really talk about our YouTube page cause it's connected to our page as well, but you know, if you want to find any other content that I have on my YouTube uh, channel, you could also find that on viewfinders space ISAD on there as well. Or you could click on to talktomelive.com and you can find the channel on there as well. So it's probably easier to do it that way um, there. If you want to find me on Instagram, I never talk about this either. You can find me Dex, at Dexavier underscore Josiah there as well. And you can follow me there catch up and make sure you never miss a beat on anything that i'm doing in there as well so stay tuned for all that and much much more so folks that will do it for me next week on talk um on uh select start we'll get back onto reviewing games we got a lot of games to talk about that i played we got stray that i just finished playing uh also a another first person shooter that i actually freaking like so we'll talk about all that as well uh we also got the um Capcom Arcade Stadium 2, which I got a couple games from there that I can talk about too. So we got games coming down the line for you to, you know, talk about, plus any gaming news that will come by as well. So stay tuned for all that and much more. So folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Avery Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out there please stay safe from the heat and just stay safe in general folks take care
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.